Welcome to an episode of It's Not That Bad Podcast. I am Fern here with Dom. Hey everybody, I'm here. Yep. How are you? <laughs> Let's get out of the way. I know we're, everyone wants to talk about Disney Plus, and we will. But I will say, the fact that Disney Plus exists, and everyone's kind of fanboying around it, slash fangirling, slash fan being around it yeah. around it um it made me realize that <laughs> i don't think anyone really paid attention to streaming services prior to Probably i think not. someone said someone made a post about like why people really pay like a hundred and blah 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 dollars a month for netflix just to watch friends and i laugh <laughs> so fucking hard uh but ridiculous I think that's kind of true because I, I I I mean I'm pretty sure we've both been there where we try to tell people about things and they're like, Well, I really only watch this or like I put like Junior. I know Junior is gonna watch Sopranos. Mm-hmm. He's gonna watch uh Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um The Office. Yeah. Uh Parks and Rec. Uh-huh. And right now he's going through uh Friends. He might be done already. Why? Yeah, and then he'll add, like, newer stuff, like Chicago PD or whatever, but he always goes through those things over and over and over. Oh, and that 70s show. Um, But, yeah, I actually think that's kind of what people do because there are some things on Disney Plus that have been on Hulu uh, forever. Yeah. And I first noticed this when... Netflix took off Futurama, and everybody had a bitch fit. Mm. And I was like, "What?" No. I, I yeah, see. Yeah. What I thought was that FX, because at the time, FX was doing that thing where they had The Simpsons. Yeah, and then, and they were trying to consolidate everything to their app, right? Yeah. Um. Because oh, what was it? There was something else. I remember. Like, it was. Always Sunny, I think they were trying to take mm-hmm. off. Yeah. But either I way, so. um, I, I can't remember exactly, but I remember like thinking, oh, did they do something like that? And I went and I checked Hulu and I was like, no, it's still on there. But everyone literally kept bitching and I'm like, yeah. what are you talking it's about? Because the people, whole series is on. I think people check Netflix first and it's not on there. They, they just don't even check anywhere else. It's like, oh, it's not there. It's like. You know, there's Hulu, there's Amazon Prime, because there's a lot of things that go off of one and go on to another constantly. That constantly happens. Like, um, Lost was on Netflix for the longest time, and then it, I think it was on both Hulu and, and Netflix for a while, <clears throat> and then it, they took it off Netflix, and it's it's been on Hulu for the last couple of years, just yeah. Hulu, and it's like, that's where I watch it now. I, don't, I mean, I'm not going to complain. I think the same... The same thing with South Park. Remember South Park was on both? Yeah. And then they took it all off of Netflix, and now it's all on Hulu. Yeah. But it's going to be... Is it still all going to be on Hulu? Well, it still is on Hulu. I don't know if it's all going to be on Hulu. Um, But, yeah, I I don't know. Because I I think they did that... I want to say they did that, too, with, like, X-Files for a little bit, where they only put, like, 
a season or two on there on on Netflix. Yeah, who or um sorry, uh X Files was on Netflix. I when I was rewatching it all, it was all on there until like the last minute my sister was like, Hey, like you should probably hurry up and watch it all or else you're gonna have to watch it. this is before we got like the ad free before I bought the ad free one. She's <laughs> yeah. like or else you you'll have to watch it with ads on um, Hulu, and I was like, God damn it. So I, like, binged, like, the rest of it. Because I only watched, like, I think I got to, like, a few seasons in. So then I, like, actually, like, started catching up and, like, watching. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is, I can't, I, I, I forgot how great this series was. It's oh, yeah. so good. Well, I did a uh, first uh, from beginning to end on Netflix. And I don't know if I'm just making this shit up, but I'm pretty sure it looks better on Hulu so then I rewatched it on Hulu. <laughs> it probably does. <laughs> um, I can and, see Netflix dropping the quality for some of it. Yeah, and I did that with uh, Stargate too, because Stargate was on uh, on Netflix. I don't think it is anymore, or if it is, it's not. I don't think. Or maybe the movies. I don't know. Either way, um, I started watching it on Netflix, and then I realized everything was on Hulu, and then. Like, I for some, like I'm pretty sure that Hulu, for most cases, have like a high definition, or maybe just my Netflix sucks. I don't know. Either way, but I was like, it looks better on Hulu, so I just I finished it on Hulu. Uh, but yeah, the thing is, maybe it's just for us. I don't know. But we constantly look like, oh, I wonder what's on here and what's mm. on here. And yeah, sometimes there's overlapping things of like, oh, that well, that's not on that anymore, but oh, it's still on. Oh, it's on Prime at least. Okay, yeah. you know, whatever. And I even told you that sometimes, uh, like, when I'll be watching a movie, I'll be like, well, let me check Prime first because sometimes Prime has, like, the Ultra yeah. HD, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I'll just, like, I could watch that and it'll just look a little bit better. So I'll just wait for that. But I'm almost positive people are only like, well, only watch The Office. So, like... Yeah, if it's not if it's not where the office is, it's nowhere. Yeah, I don't I don't understand that. those people who just like they binge the same thing over and over again. I mean, I, the only thing I do that with, I only do it with Lost. That's the only thing I do it with. And maybe if I go back and watch like like I haven't seen Parks and Rec in forever, and every once in a while like there's oh. not there's nothing wrong with revisiting. Yeah, but when you get done watching it, and then. You go back and you watch it again, and then go like back my, and watch it my again. My sister did that with like ER, and I was like, or Frasier too. I was like, come on, <laughs> why such shitty shows? <laughs> ER is not that bad. I like yeah. ER. Okay. Frasier's okay, but sure. yeah, like <laughs> I don't know why you would go back and like after just watching it, like go back and rewatch it. Yeah, which <laughs> like like I said, I have nothing against it because sometimes I will go back and be like. You know what I have? You know what I haven't seen in a while? Dirty Rock from the Sun. Yeah, <laughs> and I rewatched that like whole thing that, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I definitely go back and watch that. Or like, or Community. Uh, I haven't seen Community in forever. That, that's what I've been wanting to watch over because I, I, I keep forgetting to put it in like in there because I'm like that show's so funny. Like <laughs> I, I'd watch it like any time. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. It just. Because I like I haven't I probably haven't deep dived into the the app like maybe you have because I really <laughs> I watched The Mandalorian and I was like 
should I watch Star Wars? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But either there, way, I there's so much of like of the of me just sitting there like, should I watch this right now? Yeah. Like now that I have it, it's like, should I watch it? <laughs> like I'm, I'm gonna do that a lot. I bet. Yeah, I don't know. It's <sighs> we'll get into it, but just so, that that idea, that that thought of people, it, like. With the X-Men thing, it was just kind of weird because it was like, that's been available for as long as I can remember. I rewatched that a long time ago. So (laughs) who knows how long it's been on there, you know? It's going to be crazy to, like, just think about this. This decade's going to be done. A whole new decade's going to start. And we just got introduced to this. And, like, things are still changing with, like, streaming. It's like... (sighs) Who knows what's going to come up, right? Yeah. This is the fucking news. Alex Garland's new sci-fi series, um, Devs, is coming out, and it's going to be on FX. Uh, it's, a, it's a limited series that focuses on a young software engineer who works for um, a cutting-edge tech company based in Silicon Valley. After her boyfriend's apparent suicide, um, she suspects foul play and begins to investigate and quickly realizes that all roads lead to Forrest, who's played by Nick Offerman, which is going to be a little bit crazy to see him in like a different role from like Ron Swanson. Um, and then uh, the he's like the CEO and the secret like develop, um, part of the secret development um, division in her the the girl's quest to discover the truth she uncovers a technology-based conspiracy that could change the world and like it's just crazy because it's like it's Al Gar- alex garland you know from ex machina and um annihilation but he also wrote um sunshine right and it's just like i love like his like sci-fi world because like he's he's not afraid to like think of like these crazy ideas but also like come up with like these like weird things too especially like with annihilation like um but i guess it's moving from fx to hulu as part of like disney's whole like um basically like reshuffling of everything because you know how so fx everything from fx old and new is going to be on hulu in its own separate like library i guess um, and so that, that that's where this is going to go. And I was like, well, that sounds pretty good because I feel like that gives him a little bit... Like, that was what he he said, like, he didn't like about, like, the movie industry is that it's, it stifled him a lot and, and that, like, they kind of restrained him on certain things, especially, like, Annihilation, yeah. where, like, you, you could tell he wanted to do, They like, literally were pushing it to be like, let's just put on Netflix. Yeah, and it's like... No, like, why would you do that to someone, like, obviously who can, like, create, like, this great story? And I feel like this actually gives him a better, like, a, a more room to, like, do things, right? Because, I mean, that's what we've seen to with... mind fuck you? Yeah. Like, and you're just like, wait, is everyone a robot? No, everyone's an alien. <gasps> an alien robot. Bum, bum, bum. I mean, this is good news. Because it being on Netflix really, or um, FX wasn't really that bad. Because I was watching, uh, what is that, The Mayans? Mm. Um, a little part of it. And I was like, damn, they really actually get away with a lot of stuff yeah. now. I was like, because I'm, wa- or I watch um, American Horror Story. 
And like I was thinking about that the other two day too when I was catching up. I was like, they get away with a lot. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure he said like fuck probably twenty times mm-hmm. in like five minutes. It's because I think after a certain time they can say yeah. the F word as much as they well, I don't think it's as much as they want, but I think it's they they have like a limit to it. Yeah, so that was you know, that was cool. FX cool, whatever. But it moving to like a Hulu, just a streaming platform, is just as good, if not better. I think so too. Because maybe, like how we talk about how sometimes people who do just uh, like uh, streaming service shows, they still kind of put it in this box of like, oh, it's like a regular TV show. And it's like, no, you don't have to do it that way. But a lot of people still stick to that format. And so maybe he might change it up. But. Honestly, uh, Hulu's been doing really well, at least in my eyes, for a lot of their original content. Yeah, I mean, I think so too. Um, look at Castle Rock's continuing, and mm. I didn't realize like how much I'd like that. And they had that uh, Future Man or something. I can't remember. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Future Man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that honestly felt like it felt like a show that you would have saw on like a regular television. But it's, like, way more raunchy and, like, fucked up. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and so thinking that, you know, because I think, I, I think at a time I felt like Hulu was kind of last place. Mm-hmm. I felt like the only original content they got was, like, the leftovers. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they would get, like, oh, well, this isn't going to show over here, so we'll take it. And some of the stuff was just kind of like, uh, okay, like some of it's good, some of it's... But I think that helped them because then they kind of just sat there and like no one did too much with it, so they kind of let things kind of experiment. Yeah, no, that, that's what I was going to say. It was like, but they've been doing that for a while now. And so it's weird to see like this change. I mean, look at Handmaid's Tale. Mm. That's like fucking huge. Yeah. And... uh it's 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 weird to see that change, but it's also really cool knowing that someone like Alex Carlin, who we've even talked about being like one of the faces of like this new age of Hollywood, mm-hmm. going and do something like that because we already saw with uh, what's his name did with Euphoria and that fucking exploding, mm-hmm. and so feeling like you're giving him that style of format where it's like Sam Le- Levin is that his name Sam Levinston or something like that I don't know. Um, but giving him that format and saying, like, hey, you know how you like to create this stuff? Well, do it now, and you can actually expand your story. Yeah. Expand your story. Expand your story. So it, it it's exciting because it's like, man, what if he had, like, what if he had the idea for Ex Machina for a, you know, a, a TV show? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause like, then you, what could you, you, could, you? You really could explore that universe, like... With this idea, it feels like something that like he, he totally could take and trans and translate that to a TV show. Yeah, <clears throat> so it's it's I don't know. It's pretty exciting knowing that someone like that, who you even said like has had his problems with the film industry, taking that idea and and taking it to something like a streaming service, which we already talked about with streaming services and even just regular uh, television shows people putting so much time and effort and money into it. Uh, we'll get into it with like the Mandalorian, but you're getting these movie quality shows for television series 
or short, you know, what do they call them? Um, limited limited series, series or whatever. Yeah. But you're getting that quality now, and it's insane. Just think about this. Like, if we have, if they had this type of like platform, like back in like the seventies or eighties, just think about how many like directors and like producers and writers back then would have just been like, I'm just gonna go to like here and I because like a lot of them that's why they like John Carpenter that's why he stopped making movies is because he hated that the whole like Hollywood industry and like David Lynch too he was like upset with like that like the way like Hollywood would like they producers would come in and like cut things to pieces like um a bunch of like George Lucas like a, a lot of them like they just all like hated that like people interfered all the time and I feel like this is finally like this is this kind of like step towards like this kind of freedom where I feel like more there's more avenues for like creativeness than before because before it was literally you had to go through the big studios but now it's like yeah you can even make your own production but like you could go to like a Netflix and be like hey like would you want to buy this? Like me and my, like I put this together. Like it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually, actually, it's really interesting because, especially with us having all these conversations about a lot of those like old Hollywood heads and what they see as like the future, or whatever. Yeah, it, it is kind of interesting because, imagine like imagine if you gave John Carpenter this this uh, platform where you could be like, you know how you want to do this. Well, now you could do it in a series. You know what? You don't even have to do this all in one season. Or you could even do a limited series instead if you thought, like, oh, it doesn't deserve, yeah, like, seasons. Like, yeah. But, like, it needs to be longer than, like, <clears throat> an hour. Yeah, I don't know. That's actually really cool. And maybe that's part of, like, the the schism and, like, why some older heads hate, like, the newer guys. Because some of them are taking up that opportunity to be like, well, we don't need what you what you guys did. Is not how we have to do it anymore. Yeah, and then they're going towards like, like you said, where he now look at he's on Hulu and um, Sam's on on HBO, and they're kind of giving rain on like, do what pleases you as long as we get this whatever blah blah blah. Yeah, because we talk about how Euphoria is essentially like uh, uh, Assassination Nation in a sense. Yeah. Where they look very the same. They have a lot of the same um, uh, story arcs. Like, they have things, like, music's the same. They have a lot of the same beats. Yeah. But but they even though they are different, but, like, at the same time, you could be like, well, he knows what he, like, he knows what he's writing about. Yeah. Like. And he basically, like, with something that didn't perform as well, took it to uh, a television or, like, a, a little series type of uh uh, platform and then all of a sudden it worked so i don't know i i think this is a win mm-hmm. and having someone like that just imagine like imagine a few years if you're like yeah ari aster is gonna make this thing for uh hulu or, or amazon prime or whatever and it's like okay yeah i'd be, I'd be <laughs> on board and also like maybe we could bring this up one day before we move on but it would be interesting to see, like like you said, like you named some of these these directors. It'd be interesting to see if they would come and do some of this stuff now, like on a Netflix, on a Hulu, on Amazon Prime, yeah. and be like, hey, you know how you've done all this stuff before? 
Why don't you try to like imagine? I mean, I guess it kind of worked out for him with uh, Showtime and whatever. But uh, um, imagine Lynch. David Lynch taking Twin Peaks and like, oh, I could do it on this now, or you know. What do you mean? Yeah. All right. So today is uh, the first day that we got Disney Plus, um, and one of the biggest issues, well. Things that came about is that people were complaining that there was a lot of, like, outages and things were, like, taking a lot of time. But it's like, what do you expect? Like, this is the first day it's, it's coming on, and, like, you're all trying to watch. traffic. Yeah. It's like, and they, they, they probably planned for this, but it's like, they probably also, it, it's still, like, it's a computer system. Like, it has to handle, yeah, like, tra- like you said, traffic. And it's like, and you're all probably trying to watch the same thing at once. Um, but there's been a lot of other different things that people have been bringing up about Disney+. Plus. Um, one thing was, I guess in Star Wars, they changed... The shooting, I guess. Yes. That's what like people are complaining about. But it's like, I guess they didn't, they didn't change it back. They just kind of changed it again, I guess, to where like they're still talking and then he shoots them or something. And it's like, this is what you're going to complain about. That's what they always complain about. <laughs> Like, I wish that Disney had at least given us, like, the option to watch, like, the original, like, they cleaned up the original version. Like, they own it now. They might. I I, I really, I really want them to. Because, like, not because, like, I'm like, ooh, that's, like, the pure version to watch it. No. I just want to see, like, a cleaned up version of, like, the original one. So, like, because there's, there is something, like, about, like, I feel like us growing up in the 90s, we... Like we talked about this before, we were we were this weird transitionary generation that we still had like the old old things, but then we had to move into this new world of new technology. So I remember watching like I have VHS copies of the original like Star Wars unedited, like unchanged. Like I remember watching it the way it used to be, and then remember when like they brought out the special editions, going to theaters and watching it, and then. That's all we've had since then, and it's like, I would just like to see those movies again without all that stuff. Yeah, which um, <clears throat> leads into another thing is like, they don't have everything on there, but they are adding. Yeah, and I know some people are upset because like, well, they had like months to do it, but at the same point, it's like, yeah, but that probably takes a lot of fucking time. Yeah, I, why do you think? <sighs> They don't just throw a bunch of stuff onto, like, Netflix all at once. Because, I mean, just... Do people not understand how computers work? But, like like I said, like, that could be something that they might do is... Maybe they'll have the original cut, then they'll have, like, the extended cuts. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they could do stuff like that. Or, you know, maybe they have, like, the original, like... 1970s version whatever blah 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 then it's like oh no the recut re-edited you know 1997 version which i mean i don't know to me like yeah you know that would be cool whatever but imagine them doing that with a lot of different things yeah um because now i mean we know how many times a movie would come out and then they're like oh but that's not the director's cut yeah. Okay, <laughs> so that could be that could be something that they could do something in the future because they did say there was a whole thing too about like I guess someone was looking up like code or something for the thing and uh-huh. then 
they saw that they had expiration dates on some of this stuff. But a lot of people were saying, like, that could just be a placeholder. That yeah. they just have to put it in there. Because Disney did say that they weren't going to... They weren't taking anything they, off. Yeah, they weren't going to start uh, cycling. Yeah. That they're just going to add stuff. Um, another another thing I saw where people... So, one thing that I we that they were talking about was that they were going to, like, edit Dumbo down. Like, the original Dumbo. Like, edit out the... The, the Jim Crow... The Crows. But they, I guess they didn't. Um... But they do have, like, a little disclaimer. But some people are saying, like, that's not enough. But I was like, but Warner Brothers does the same thing with their, like, very racist cartoons. Like, they have, like, a disclaimer that says, like, these are, like, the views at the time. Like, like don't, like, don't, don't add us. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I mean, as long as they're... <sighs> It's it's this weird thing that I have with Disney where it's like, I, like they are classics, but I can see like they're it's yeah. like it's like America, I can I love America, but I can see all of its racism, and yet you, you try and tell me like yeah, but we can just gloss over that. It's like no, no, because if you do that, then we just gloss over a bunch of things. Yeah, because I was listening to this podcast. And she was bringing up, um, like, why, oh, like, it's super racist and, like, this and that. And it's like, but you're also white and you're looking at it from, like, a white guilt, like, kind of way where you're you're trying to, like, cover up for, like, oh, well, this is terrible what my people did to your people. And it's like, huh. But, like, it's like, I just, I wish they would just put it on to just, so that people could see, like, this is what Disney did. Yeah. Like, he went out of his way to be like, how do I capitalize on Gone with the Wind? Oh, let me make this movie. I do, I do feel like there is, you're right, there is, like, <clears throat> there's this whole section where people want to edit the past and say, look it, we learned from our mistakes, so let's just forget it. But that's not necessarily the best thing to do. Because then you're painting this like false narrative that you've always been in the right. And it's like, that's not how that works. You can't just say like, well, we don't have slaves now, so America's great. Yeah. We ended slavery. It's like, yeah, like years after everyone else did. It's that. we did it. It's that argument we talk about where people talk about like gay marriage and stuff. And they're like, oh, yeah, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And it's like. That barely passed not that long ago, and people still have a problem with mm. it. Just like, just like uh, they're, they're breaking down with like, um, with uh, like segregation and stuff like that. It's like there's people who aren't even that old who remember segregation. They're like, oh yeah, I couldn't go to school here. Blah blah blah. Yeah, that are I, like my mom's age. Yeah, yeah. It's like you guys are trying to like Disney tries to Disneyfy the past. Where they're like, none of that happened. And then you watch Peter Pan and you're like, oh shit, I fucking forgot about that. <laughs> Why is the red man red? Yikes. Obviously, it's like this whole Disney Plus thing is something I like. It, I would say it's still pretty new for Disney because I don't think that they actually had the idea for this. It feels like, it honestly, it feels like they didn't have an idea for this. Until like maybe sometime last year, yeah. Because I feel like that's when, mm. that's when the everything started moving towards like, 
hey, maybe we don't want to do this stuff with Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> and then it seems like, kind of seems like overnight they announced like, hey, we're going to try to do our own app thingy. And, like, well, and it still you- feels so fresh. So I think some of the stuff like people are upset about, about like not everything being uploaded right now mm. or some of the wait times or load times. It's like, yeah, I guess it, it is. It's frustrating because when I try to watch the Mandalorian at first, oh, it wasn't yeah. loading. Yeah, it wasn't I was loading like, for me either. What the fuck? But you know, I mean, it was working fine just not that long ago. I think it just it's gonna take time, obviously, because it just dropped. It's Disney. We were talked about this before. Disney has like a very split, very special place, especially in like like the American hearts. So, mm-hmm. of course, a lot of people are gonna go to it, and I've seen. Many people tweet about it already about like, oh, it feels like, well, like I'm a kid again and blah, blah, blah. And like, oh, there's this and that. So it's like people are still adjusting to the fact that they can see pretty much anything they want. So we'll give Disney a pass on this app. Yeah. Only the app. <laughs> so, yeah. But it's cool. Like I said, it's uh, the Mandalorian's fucking great. Yes. By the way, I'm pretty sure most people know that by now. Yeah, um, they've got little tiny babies. There's little babies at the I, end. I was like, "Oh my god!" It was a a, actually. Baby. I actually was like, "Holy I shit!" I know. Me too. I was like, "What the fuck? Really?" It just makes me think, like, what are they gonna do? I don't know because that's the they, like they th- paint it as like his race kind of died away, right? Yeah. Well, because his well, race well, doesn't spoil even spoil alert, but we're not trying to spoil. Yeah. So just forget anything you hear right now. <laughs> but we'll we'll say that. If the Mandalorian coming out mm. first day has any indication on what Disney wants to do, it's like, give me those fucking Marvel things right now. Yeah. I can't wait. I've seen, like, some screenshots from the what ifs, because it's going gonna, it's gonna to be like a cartoon. Like, it looks pretty good. Does it look like a cartoon? Well, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But, like I said, what time, we'll tell, whatever, but... Check it out. And also, FYI, if you have Verizon Unlimited plan, you get it for free for a year. So check that out. When I was a kid, there was a place. A dark place. They closed it down and let it rot. But the things that live there. They come back. Not many ride the bus this far north. You're running away from something. (gasps) I'm running away from myself, I guess. You can hear me. You're magic. Like me. I don't know about magic. I always called it the shining. The world is a hungry place. A dangerous place. These people, they hurt people like us. These empty devils 
They'll eat what chance. And they've noticed that little girl. Wow. Hi there.2019's Dr. Sleep is a film adaption of the Stephen King novel by the same name, which is also a long-awaited sequel to the film slash book The Shining. Written and directed by Mike Flanagan, Dr. Sleep shows a grown-up Danny Torrance dealing with his present as an alcoholic as well as suppressing his past from when he was a kid. Finally hit rock bottom, Danny finds himself a small town in New England where he gets a job and a place to stay. Once settled, Danny is contacted by someone who has The Shining, and Danny's road to redemption starts. Eight years have gone by, and Danny has been sober the whole time. He has found himself, an, he has found himself a nice job at an elderly home, where he becomes the man who knows when people are about to pass. It's around this time that the cult known as the True Knot are desperately in need of capturing young kids who have The Shining, as they are a food source. Abra, the girl who Danny has been using The Shining to talk to, finds herself witnessing the murder of a young boy by the True Knot. Rose the Hat senses her, and the hunt for Abra becomes priority for the group. Scared by this, Abra runs away to meet Danny and tells him what she saw. Upset, Danny tells her to forget it and stop using her Shining. Visited one last time by Dick Holleran's spirit, Danny is persuaded to help the young Abra trying to fend off the true knot. Danny, along with his AA sponsor and friend, Billy Freeman, go cross-country to find where the true knot had killed their last victim, finding his glove, taking it back to Abra, convincing her dad that he's a friend, and finally locating where the true knot is. Abra, seeing that the true knot is not too far away, explains that they need to set up a plan to take them out. Danny comes up with an idea, taking Billy and Abra with him along to, to the National Park. There, the True Knot and an RV come to try and take Abra away. As one of the True Knot reaches Abra and tries to drug her, it's revealed that Abra was never really there. It was just her stuffed animal. And Danny and Billy open fire on the True Knot, killing most of the members all at once and wounding one who is able to push uh, people to do what she bids, making Billy kill himself. Danny, not seeing Crow Daddy, Rose the Hat's number two. We find out that he is back at the house, having killed Abra's father, drugs Abra, and takes her along to Rose the Hat. Abra awakes in the car, feeling still drugged out, talking to Crow Daddy, telling her that she her powers have been suppressed. 
unknowing though that her powers are still strong enough that Danny is able to take control of her body and taunt Crow Daddy and eventually sees that he's not wearing a seatbelt and causes Crow Daddy to crash the car and fly through the windshield, killing him. Full of rage and anger, Rose the Hat decides to follow Danny and Abra back to the house. So Danny, deciding that this won't ever end, decides to take the fight to the Overlook Hotel. Once they reach the Overlook Hotel, Danny tells Abra to wait outside and contact him once she sees Rose the Hat coming up the mountain. Danny goes inside the hotel as the Overlook Hotel itself wakes up. Danny goes to the bar in the empty ballroom, there having a discussion with the bartender, who turns out to be his father, Jack Torrance. As Danny works his way through, Abra contacts him that Rose the Hat is coming up. He goes to her and takes out an axe, leads her to the stairs, and there Rose the Hat makes her way inside. She tries to get inside Abra's head, but it turns out she's inside Danny's head, and he unleashes all the ghosts onto her. The ghosts of the Overlook Hotel, having been locked away for so long and so hungry, devour Rose all at once. But then they turn on Danny, causing him to become a, a ghost of the hotel as well. He goes after Abra, chasing her down, trying to kill her, until finally she convinces him that he's not what she sees of him, and that he's actually there, that the Danny Torrance that she knew was there. Abra reminds Danny that the boiler is on and that no one has checked it. With his last bit of strength, he tells Abra to run. She flees and he goes down to the boiler, stops himself from trying to shut it off, and he lets the whole thing explode, destroying not only himself, but the hotel and everything inside of it. In the end, we see Abra talking with Danny one last time in her house. When her mother comes in to say that dinner is ready, she asks who she's talking to. She says no one. But then as her mother leaves, she tells her that she was talking to Danny and that we do go on when we die, saying that her dad is restful. Before going down to dinner, she, she stops and goes to the restroom. Seeing one of the ghosts from the hotel, she goes in and shuts the door to lock the ghost away. The Shining 2, Electric Boogaloo slash Dr. Sleep, right? Yeah. So I'll go first because I'm not a nerd. (laughs) And I will say that as a casual fan, someone who I've I've seen The Shining. Oh. Yeah. And um, I've heard of the book. Oh. I kind of knew what to expect because I knew I wasn't getting the book adaptation, but I was borrowing from the book because the movie, it's the second part to the movie, which is from the, from the shining, the book, but it's not the same thing. (laughs) So I kind of knew what to expect. And I will say that this being a sequel to the movie works. This being a separate standalone movie works. I like that they didn't try to tie it in. They didn't try to say, like, Dr. Sleep, The Shining continues or whatever. Yes. Uh, I, I, I like that. I like how it was very much 
attached to the movie, but still kind of its own thing. They touched the move. They touched on the movie in the beginning, and it wasn't all the way to the very end. I liked all that. Um, but I will say, is I kind of get lost because I don't understand how fucking crazy <laughs> Stephen King is with all his references <laughs> and ties-ins. But as a whole, as a movie. Watching it, it all makes sense. Yeah. As a as a casual fan who knows, well, I don't know who Stephen King is, but doesn't really read into his lore of this book connecting to this book, and that's actually a callback to that, and mm. this is, oh, mm. this is obviously this, and you have to know the story behind that in order to get that guy's reference. <laughs> as someone who doesn't know shit about that. <laughs> I will say, like it, it was it was very well done. It you got a point of like these people are are like these energy vampires, and they're all they want is to eat essentially, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you get that like that's the reason why all this stuff is going on, but that's also not the whole story because it ties in they tie it into the movie. And that taking a part of, like, his mental state and, and going through that whole thing. And then there's a passing of the torch and all this stuff. And, uh, like, as a fan, a casual fan, I really liked it. It was awesome. Everyone was great. What's her name? Um, Rebecca Ferguson. Rebecca Ferguson. Mm. For some reason in this movie, she yeah. was ridiculously hot, which yes, I don't know why. Yeah. But was it the hat? Was it not the hat? Uh, maybe. <clears throat> Ewan McGregor really did play Danny Torrance extremely well. And, I mean, this is this is casual fan because Dumb's going to come in and be like, well, actually. <laughs> and a little bit, so don't worry about it. And, yeah, I don't know. Everything, it was just, it was a good film and... It brings more into the Stephen King universe, this movie Stephen King universe, that you can easily say, like, I buy that it could probably be somewhere. I get it. Yeah. Um, the idea of the Dark Tower being there, I get it. Uh, you know what I mean? And then it, and then it also makes it kind of excited because, like I said, I've been watching Castle Rock the same too. Mm. It makes me feel like, yes, of course, all of this, of course, it all ties in together. What are you, idiot? <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I actually really loved the movie. I thought it was great. I, I, I liked how he borrowed from The Shining without having to just copy The Shining. Yeah. Like the, the parts that kind of were the callback worked because the rest of the movie felt like its own. Yeah. But yeah, Mike Lanigan's a great director. I thought it was great, whatever, blah, blah, blah. <sighs> Dom. What did you think about it? All right. So actually being a constant reader, uh, for anyone out there who knows what that means, you'll know. <clears throat> um, hello, all, all you fellow constant readers out there. Um, I will say, like, so it's kind of hard because, you know, I, I mean, I've told Fernando this a lot, but, like, the, the Shining, the original Shining, the movie, and the book, they're two completely different 
apples and oranges. So when you're trying to make an adaption of a book that's a sequel to a book, not to the movie that everyone knows, like how do you like how do you adapt that? Like you you have to either adapt it as a straight sequel to the book where people have to relearn the whole story or you adapt it as a sequel to the movie and you have to take things from the movie that weren't necessarily in the book but i think he pulled it off perfectly because having read the book and having read both books they work well together right like you can tell dr sleep is a, a true sequel to the shining it's not like some other like some other like Stephen King stories where like Cujo, some people could you could say is like a sequel to the Dead Zone, even though it's not. It's only because there's a there's a reference to the Dead Zone in the ver- like the very beginning of the book, so people like say, oh, like maybe they're like they're sequels to each other, but they're not. They they just connected. Um, but this one is a true sequel where it's like this is the character all grown up and. I like the way that the changes were made because obviously like in the book, Dick Holleran, spoiler for anyone who hasn't read the book, but, and, and, and yet has only watched the movie. Dick Holleran never doesn't die. He actually helps him get out. And so in the movie, it's a very interesting thing because it's like, they like, I like the idea of like him coming back as a ghost instead. Like, see, there's, there's like things like that. Where he, he's continuously coming back and, like, talking to him. And, like, telling him, like, well, Doc, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. But, like, it makes it more interesting, I feel like. And then the idea of the hotel being still there. And, like, you as an adult having to go back and face your fears. And especially, like, the ghosts that you have trapped in your head. Like, it's this whole, like, complex thing that it's, like, see, like... I want to say, like, Stephen King does, like, these ideas great, but see, like, <laughs> other, like, people who who read these things and, like, adapt them come in and they're like, well, see, like, this, this interpretation of Dr. Sleep of Danny having to face his <laughs> literal, like, ghosts that he's locked Those up. Demons. Yeah, like, like, it's a more interesting idea than, like, what we get in the books, but like not to like, see there's things that in the book, like as a book, it works, right? Like you read the books and they work, but then if you were to just straight up adapt that, which we saw the the Stephen, like Stephen King adapted the shining and it doesn't work because there's certain things like the hedge animals in the book. It's scary. But in the, when you see it come to life, you're like, yeah, you're like, this is kind of dumb. But other than that, like, yeah, there's so many little references here and there that I'm just like, oh, like, when he, he <coughs> Dick Holleran talked about Ka being a wheel, I was like, oh, my God, he said it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then did you notice that the, the bus was called the Tet um, Transit? See, anyone who's ever read the Dark Towers would know what that means. The Tet comes from, like, because, okay, so people who are in a group of, like, that are on, like, that are supposed to go to, like, in life be together, like, as, like, a group, like, your friends, you would say that you're in a Ka tent, because that means that Ka is, as, like, a group, you guys are brought together to do certain things. And so, like, a shorthand, it would be Tet, right? And then it turns out, in, like, the Dark Tower series, they have to go to the real world and create the Tet Corporation. But 
like I like I love I just I I really like the yeah like you said like the 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 way that they did the true knot was perfect. It's just like how they were in the book. The way that like yeah maybe they changed some things here and there like they cut out a lot like things that don't need to be in there like I told you how like she calls him Uncle Danny in the movie but it's like in the book like you find out through a convoluted like like this and this and this and that that like oh it actually is her her uncle you find out oh they're all actually related it's like why like like it didn't need to be like in the book it makes sense but like yeah. in the movie like it didn't like you didn't need to do that yeah. and it did it and it worked no, and it works and that's why like people were like complaining about like oh it didn't make as much money as like they wanted it to and this and that it's like yeah but it's still a really good movie like but we but we always talk about how like a lot of this time anyways is always slow for yeah. for film and then um it was only till like not that long ago where December became like or now yeah. it's more of like New Year's era. Yeah. Where it's, it's become like a It's a like bigger... the middle of December to yeah, New Year's. Yeah. Where it's like that's like becoming like a, a, a blockbuster season to itself. But I mean yeah, I just wish people would look past that and actually go see it. I feel like especially a lot of like <clears throat> boomers would like this movie because it's like it's a sequel to a movie that they cherish like they love the shiny when you look at the movie as a whole and also connected to the shining there isn't really that much faults um sometimes you know you could be like well why did you do that why did you do that but a lot of times like i said this is this is something that's like not from someone who's like, well, I read the book and blah, blah, blah. It's just watching a movie and it all works. Like, <clears throat> like when he goes to um, his, uh, like, AA sponsor guy. Like, because they, they, they do say, like, well, a lot of people, a lot of people actually kind of have this shining, but it's not in that sense. It's it's like, oh, a lot of people have, like, a little one. And I think that's kind of where that, that little picture kid was, where he, like, he kind of knew mm. what was coming. And they insinuate that uh, what's his name again? Dick Buttkiss. Dick Holland? No, no, no. The the A Triple H. The, oh, the a um, uh, Billy Freeman. Yeah, Billy Freeman. Like, like they kind of insinuate that he has it to an, a little extent mm. because he's like, you know, people like you know you blah blah yeah, blah you, whatever. It's basically saying that intuition is part of the shining. Yeah, and so that that works because all they have to do is talk talk about that and it makes sense why he goes and he follows and blah 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 and they do all this stuff like i don't know it just the movie as a whole is super solid it's shot really well oh yeah it, it like the the fact that they took something like because i i heard the interview or a interview with mike flanagan and he was saying like yeah it's kind of nerve-wracking because you're taking one of the best like cinematic pieces of film ever yeah. made <laughs> and then trying to be like okay now I'm make a part two to that <laughs> yeah see because i think I'd, I'd i'd hold it more that i think a, a stanley kubrick film transcends the genre it's in it's more of a art like you know what i mean like it's more artistic it's more about what it what he did rather than like like a texas chainsaw like even though like Toby Hooper could have t- definitely done anything else. Like, Texas Chainsaw is still, like, a horror film. But The Shining, I think of it more of a... It's 
the genre is Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. So, like, yeah, that would be so, like, nerve-wracking to be, like, yeah, this, like, film that, like, this person put so much, like, time and effort, and he basically almost killed this woman mentally, um, like... Like, how do you replicate that? Like, do you do that on set yourself? Like, you, you're you like, oh, the, to the guy who plays Jack Nicholson's part, like, oh, you're doing a good job. And then you just scream at the girl who plays <laughs> Shelly Duvall? Do what I can. Yeah, and, and th- I think that's what I was trying to say is, like, even with all of that pressure, he still was able to pull it off. Mm. And, and it works because I think, like, when you see a lot of the, like, the beginning of the movie – it does honestly feel like that still belongs in a Stanley Kubrick type of mm. film. And and like the fact that he read and like looked about like diagrams of like how they set up lighting, you know, how where the camera was, you know, the the color um palette. Yeah. Like he took all of that and was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that for this, but like I'm still making my movie. Mm. And <clears throat> The, the cool thing I like, too, is they bring in, like, the stuff like the True Non. Like you said, like, oh, does that tie into... Well, it technically does tie into, like, the greater uh, Stephen King universe. But it's very... Like, all they have to do is say one thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, okay. And then, and then they, they... And then the cool thing, too, is, like, she even says, like, how did I miss you? Yeah. Because, like, you know, he's supposed to be super powerful. Yeah. But she, she just didn't catch him at the time. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of things that are thrown in here that you're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And, and then you come out with Dr. Sleep, and it just feels like that's that's a movie. And I, I guess, honestly, really all you have to say is, like, this movie's totally worth watching. It, uh, it really does fit into, like, that, like you said, like, yeah, you could totally see, like, Bill Skarsgård just stroll in uh or you could see like that yeah you could see something like a character and it's like like if i if i were like i'm like freaking out and you're like what are you freaking out about it's like well that character is actually from this book i thought they were gonna do that a little bit more i was kind of expecting to be like i'm actually glad that they kind of don't i like do that as much in certain things because i feel like it can get a little overwhelming when you're trying to stuff things into i I thought it was gonna do something where it's like (coughs) Oh, that guy. That's like, like you said, with the, the bus thingy, mm. essentially, but with a person. But either way, like, I think I'm more enjoying this like new era of Stephen King yeah. stuff, um, especially when you got stuff like this and it and Castle Rock. Um, makes me want to go back to Netflix and make sure I watch all the shit that I didn't watch. You should watch In the Tall Grass. I did watch that. Oh, did you watch that? Yeah, I remember I told you I watched it, and it was like, yeah, because it's from the guy who did, like, The Cube and stuff like that. Oh, it's it's such a weird movie. Yeah, but, but, like, I I liked it. (laughs) Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, I don't know. It just kind of feels like, in the grander scale of things, here's someone who took, uh, like, uh, like, film history. Mm-hmm. And then he made a second part of it, and it's like, yeah, okay. Especially in a world where everyone was talking, oh, why are you going to make a, a sequel? Oh, oh, prequels are it? Oh, what is this, the fifth movie? I could see a bunch of stupid, like, film nerds not knowing, like, Stephen King and, like, thinking, like, this is just, oh, they made a sequel to The Shining. It's like, 
Because Stephen King made a sequel to The Shining. But yeah, but like in the in this world where that's that's prevalent, right? Where everyone's talking about that, and then someone goes out of their way and like, hey, you know, The Shining, the the movie. I'll make a second part. Second part of that. It sounds like oh, I don't know. Yeah, but you watch this, it and you're like, oh, this could have totally yeah. like fell flat and like fell apart. Like, because if you just adapted the book, I feel like people would have a lot of like, but I don't remember that happening in the movie. I don't remember that happening in the. How come this happened? How come that? It's and like, they could have. They could have. They could have. They could have pulled like a Stanley Kubrick, and just. Well, I want to make a more true part two to The Shining, and then left they, some stuff yeah. out. Like they they could have made just a sequel to The Shining and like just ignored. Um, Where it's more of like they picked stuff from yeah. the book, but we didn't get it. We got this weird mix of both, and it somehow fucking worked. It works really well. <clears throat> like as we said, like after like it works standalone. But it also works like as a sequel. Definitely, two thumbs up. Go watch it. Go support it. Having someone who is a great director mm-hmm. do something as good as this. Don't worry about the fucking oh well, it's not making enough as it. Nah, 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 nah. Fuck that. <laughs> Just uh, it definitely deserves to be watched because I was surprised at how much I was gonna like it. You know. Um, and I feel like maybe it got stubbed a little because it wasn't like it was right after Halloween. Probably. Which I feel like some people are just kind of, we know now, some people just give up on like the whole Halloween season as soon as it's over. Stupid. So maybe that's a part of it. I don't know. But either way, like this movie's fucking awesome. Definitely going to watch it again. It's worth the second watch. Or the fifth watch, and it does. It kind of makes me want to go back and rewatch The Shining yeah. again. Yeah, me too. Good movie. Back. Horde. There used to be this thing in Hollywood. Well, old Hollywood. Remember old Hollywood? Uh, I, um. When they needed to have a younger version of someone, uh, they decided to... Well, obviously, there was no technology to de-age people. Um, but they, like we saw in The Shining, they brought on people to reenact like certain things as like the younger pe- as a younger person, like as a younger Shelley Duvall. They brought in an actress, a younger Jack Nicholson. They brought in a new actor. Do you think we, we're going a little too far with... De-aging, do you think we should go back to doing this? Because in The Shining, we it did prove, like, you you can recast, and it looks really good. Like, they did a pretty good job. And, like, the people who, who like, I think the actress who played Shelley Duvall's character, or Wendy, I think she did a really good job just playing that little part. Because not only do you have to act as this character in the film, you also have to act as the actor playing this character in the role. Whereas it with de aging, it's just like, oh, let's prop up Robert De Niro and we'll de age him for the Irishman. And and even though you guys are complaining about like this not being cinema, but whatever. Yeah. Do <coughs> I feel like it's going too far? To an extent, um, there's yeah, there's times where 
I feel like it totally fits. Mm. And the technology is getting better. Oh, yeah. Where it's starting to feel more of like, that's actually acceptable. That actually, like the first time I saw the um, Robert Downey Jr. and uh, what was that? Civil War? No. Yeah. Civil uh, War? Civil War, yeah. Um, it, it was like, that shit looked awesome. Yeah. You're like, because you know what young, um, I was going to say Johnny Depp. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. looks like. Yeah. And uh, so that worked. But in Rogue One, when they did it with uh, Princess Leia, it did look off to me. Like it, yeah, it looks a little off. Yeah, it, it didn't like. It just didn't work for me. <laughs> but uh, I do understand sometimes why they do it. Sometimes it's a lot easier. Sometimes it just the idea of like having that certain character back, the actor back, whatever. I think. Is somewhat of a draw, and 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 sometimes I think fans would rather have that than you know, um, like a Shelly Duvall come back and be like, "Hey, we're gonna dehage you." She's like, "You're taking my age away," but at the same time, as all of that is okay, you're right. Like sometimes having the idea of like a character or a character taking. Uh, life over an actor. Sometimes that is better. Um, I mean, look at fucking Jack Reacher. People still love that shit. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> How many different people have played him? <laughs> uh, so sometimes that's better than having just an actor play that role. Uh, one one person, I mean, in particular, is Batman. We mm, talked about. The reason why I love Ben Affleck's Batman is because that Batman in the Batman versus Superman, most of that Batman mm-hmm. was the Batman that I've always wanted yeah, to see. Exactly. Maybe his Bruce Wayne isn't I mean, the best, but but, but the Batman. Yeah, yeah, but that Batman part was like, God damn, yes. And it's not it, it to me. It I didn't care about. The actor, when people were upset about him being casted, I was like, ah, give him a chance. And sure enough, it's like, I'm glad I gave him a chance. Because yeah. even though I'm, I may never see that again, I know what I want. Same thing with Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. When when that Joker came out, I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. 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 And even now with this new one, it's like, I, I love it, but it's still like, Thinking about Heath Ledger giving me that Joker, it's mm-hmm. like that's all I wanted. That's yeah. all I ever wanted, and it wasn't about it wasn't about the actor. It was about the character. Yeah. So, I think some of that should have your priority, because like I yeah like I said with Sebastian Stan doing the uh, Luke Skywalker stuff, people can complain and bitch all they want, but if you gave me a Star Wars movie or a Star Wars TV show. And you show me this Luke Skywalker that they talk about in the movies, that people write about, or what, mm-hmm. all this stuff. But you actually gave me that on a live action. It'd be like, yeah, because like I've said in the movie, like I said, you know, they talk about in the movies, like, oh, the, yeah, oh yeah, he's just great, blah blah blah. But it's like all you ever see is like, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> oh, he's he's a master, bam. Brown, brown, brown. And it's like, <laughs> it doesn't work. 
But if you gave me a, a movie, a TV series, whatever, and you showed me him doing these these amazing feats where it's like, oh my god, I can't believe he's he's stopping this whole like star destroyer just with his power. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you gave me something like that, like the the Darth Vader at the end of Rogue One where he just wrecks shit. Mm. If you like, when you give that stuff, people are easy to be like, eh, okay. And I think one of for us at least, speaking of Star Wars, was the Han Solo movie. Mm-hmm. At first, I was like, "Yeah, it's probably gonna be dumb." But at the end of the movie, it's like, "I get it. That is that it's Han, that's Han Solo. That's Han Solo." Yeah, people complain about that movie to this day still, and it's like, but. Like, they gave you, like, a movie that... I, I don't understand why you, like, wouldn't want this. Like, as a Star Wars fan, like, it's expanding the universe. And, like, you're not having to have Harrison Ford, rumpy old Harrison Ford, come in and de-age him. And then, like, um, I know um, Billy D. Williams would be down to come back no matter what. And, but de-age him. But, like, that would be kind of weird, too. You know what I mean? Like, it's the fact that you, we got, like, these other actors to come in and, like... Like, people wanted to see um, Donald Glover as um, Lando Calrissian, and we, we got it. Like, and then they were complaining about it. It's like, well, what do you, what do you want? Like, you, you want it, and then you don't want it. Like, like uh, I, I bring this up all the time, but it, it was something that I, it really did kind of bother me for the longest time. And even though I accepted it, and I still watched the movies with him, it still, like, was like, that's not right, was... Um, Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine. You can't tell me that, oh, that's Wolverine because I grew up with Wolverine and I had an expectation to see a certain Wolverine on screen, which I never got. And the worst part is it's, it's not like this. It's not like, uh, the fantastic four where it's like, yeah, but that's just how they look in that, that story, that universe, because in that same universe, they gave you, um, Nightcrawler, and Nightcrawler looked exactly how I imagined Nightcrawler to look. But then, then you go, and it's like, oh, but he doesn't. He still doesn't look like Wolverine. And that was something that it just always bothered me. And it it wasn't really. It's not his fault. It's not his whatever. You know, we talk about how much like I I love Logan. It's it's nothing against that, but it's the character. It's the character that I wanted to see, and it didn't matter who was playing it because that the Wolverine I wanted to see and that's one thing that I was telling uh, you about which whenever they bring in the X-Men and all this stuff I want to see that Wolverine that I grew up with that Wolverine that I saw in the comics and in the and the uh, the TV shows and in, in the video games that's the Wolverine that I want and so if you give people the character sometimes over the actor and you do it properly then yeah but sometimes you're like, well, see, I'm casting for this movie and I'm looking for this type type of actor to do this. And I can't really, I mean, who would, who would be the, oh, what, what about the guy who did the <laughs> Rebel Without a Cause? Uh, you're like, yeah, who's the guy who did that movie? Who did the main guy in that movie? Can I have him? James Dean? Yeah. Yeah, you know what? He's going to be our NRL. Okay. So just let, let the company know we're going to do James Dean. He's dead. 
that doesn't matter, dog. <laughs> and so some of those instances, it's like, huh? And that's where I think you might you might actually question like, is this going too far? Are you talking about like them doing the hologram and yeah. stuff? Oh my god. Like that whole like see, is that the next logical step of de aging is we can just hologram people in? Well, like see, because like I said, sure, technology's getting there. But does that necessarily mean that we need it? Because if it was if it was him in some movie that they had to have him in, sure. But they straight up cast it. They cast him and just this random movie and they're like, Yeah, he's gonna fit. Why? If you want if you if it's the look, then go for the look. You can find someone who looks like him. If it's his if it's his acting style, get someone who can act closer to him. Like, I I get it, maybe you have some like infatuation with him, but he's been dead for years so goddamn long. Like why? You know what I mean? I yeah, no, and, I know and, what you mean. It's like, and I think that kind of shows you, like maybe, maybe this technology, maybe this idea of like, oh, we, well, we can do this in post. <laughs> maybe that is going too far. Maybe the idea of Princess Leia having to skew her ending because you know we don't have um, what's her name anymore. And we're not going to recast. Maybe that is more of a disservice than trying to. Well, what footage do we have that we could put in there? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because short term, it looks like, yeah, of course, of course, you want to say, of course, you want to say our goodbyes and we want to show like whatever. But at the same point, it's like, but then you're literally having to change your story. Because you don't want to recast the character and give the character the proper sending. Yeah. And and sure, that may seem like, it may not seem like a big deal now. But people, I do get that people love the actors. But it's the actors who are playing these characters, which you love. Mm. Like, that's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's where you're, I, I think that's really what you want to see. And that was something we did we did talk about. So I don't know. We could probably revisit when some other crazy shit happens. Yeah. But yeah, I, I do I do like the idea of it working. Like uh doing the Kurt Kurt Russell stuff for Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. it worked. Yeah. Like it didn't look crazy, it didn't look weird. I mean, cuz that, see that's another argument you could say is like cuz then you could either you do that or you could have brought on like Wyatt Russell to play him younger, it's like see like, but we've seen that before. Like see, it's like I feel like it's a either or, and I think it works. Just no holograms. Yeah. I think that's where we're gonna get at. No holograms for now. <laughs> for now. But until then, we'll say thank you guys for listening. Yes, thank As you. always, we appreciate it. Oh yeah. Obviously. Oh yeah. Um, if you want to go ahead and give us a follow or. Subscribe or whatever on any streaming service you have. Re listen to us. Yeah, review us. Do it. Yeah, review it. Whatever. Because you'll get the episode when it comes out. Mm-hmm. Don't have to worry about being like, did I, did I post it? Okay. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, and then, you know, we still have our show show, INTB, on, INTB underscore podcast. That's uh, Instagram, Twitter. And yeah, shoot us an email or a DM 
give us a like, um, comment on stuff, you know, tag us in things. Like, we'll see it. Uh, or you can email us directly at intbpodcast at gmail.com. It's a more direct way you can do that. Yeah. Tell us what your problems with Disney Plus are. Or maybe you did like Doctor Sleep, but you think, like, maybe it deserved to be a box office bomb. I don't know. People are weird. Yeah. So let us know. Yeah, let us know. Is there anything that you're excited for for Disney? Like, are you does does this launching right now get you excited for the Marvel stuff or you know the was it the um, Corella Deville thing still Ooh, coming? Yeah. You know, we know it's just the beginning, but so far, like I like it. It looks cool. You know, it's very easy to navigate through. So it's very like. Here's this, here's that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, whatever. Whatever you feel like messaging us about. Like, if you think that we should always DH people with the actors <laughs> and never recast them, let us know. But till then, guys, as always, remember it's not that bad. It's not that bad.